0: Percent off your first three months. Now, here's your host of the Fight Podcast, Sergio Vicente.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Fight Podcast, episode 120. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and today we have an amazing show for you guys. It's a Saturday. We're having a good time, and uh, Brandon Camille joins me once again. Um, we are going to talk about this past weekend's Zone card just as a whole. We're going to give it a solid grade. Um, we're also going to talk about this upcoming weekend's card with Gennady Golovkin. Does his opponent actually have a chance, or are we going to see the same as we did last week with an historic level upset we're gonna talk about what was the best performance of last weekend who actually was the biggest disappointment of the night is andy ruiz demanding way too much money in the rematch where will it take place we also have an opportunity to talk about Avery DuVernay's amazing docu-series, docu- essentially. Um, well, it wasn't even a docu-series. It was more so a show um, about the um, Central Park Five. We discussed that a little bit. And we finished off with some fun stuff talking about Stephen A. Smith and his blatant disrespect and disregard to combat sports, man. So we talk about all of this And much more, we talk about UFC 238 And so much more, man Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats I am your host, Serge Vicente I am about to be talking to Brandon Camille I hope you enjoy my conversation
0: Brandon, 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 what it do, bruh? Yo, what's good? How are you? Man,
1: here, bro, we out here Bright and early on a Saturday You know how we get down, man Thank you, as always, for joining me on the Fight Podcast, brother. How's your day going?
0: Yeah, I know how you get down. Saturday morning is tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went out last night, and, whew, oh, my gosh. Drinking, it, it always just, you know, I, I could smoke, but drinking is like, Bro. it it, take, it takes a piece of my soul every single time. Fam, and you're younger than I am. See? Why you think I don't drink anymore? <sighs> yo yeah I, I need to follow in the footsteps of my elders <laughs>
1: yeah, bro I, I'm telling you and I, I I feel like I noticed that and here's the thing and, and I know it's gonna sound nuts when I say this maybe only one of my guys have ever actually seen me drunk right I've never like I don't get drunk that that puerto rican blood is we we, it must be super thick or something and the combination with the puerto rican and the black it must really filter out that alcohol really nice uh because i i I generally don't really get that messed up and like i said i i guess i feel like jay
0: i mean it's like i really don't like the taste you know it's just whatever you know yeah last night i was like i was drunk but like sober enough to realize like oh man it was it was a lot going it was a lot going on around me like we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> hey, man i I thoroughly understand, man. Well, yo,
1: thank you for for you know getting through the the rough morning to, to go ahead and join me today, man. Um, this week has been I feel like a lot of fallout from um us, the fights and so much other things. But before we jump into that, man, um, you told me to watch this show on netflix and and i know for those of us here look this is a combat sports and culture podcast right
0: so i always and, the, the and culture
1: yes the and culture part is something that i really um when these type of things pop up look we have to talk about at least address for a moment in time oh man ava duvernay's um uh, series about the Central Park Five. What's it called? Now they see us, or when, when they see us? When they see us is I put it like this: Aver Duvernay does the way she does activism with art is uncanny. The documentary that she did with Thirteenth was beautifully done. This is the same way. It's one thing for people to go out there and tell you. If she went out there and had like a, a, a panel discussion and they sat back and talked about it, it would not have been as powerful. We would have been like, yeah, that's cool. It was messed up, but fuck it. And we keep moving about our daily lives. The fact that now when we get had an opportunity to look at it, right, and see it and feel it, fam, I boy. you So, so check it out. Brandon hit me up the night it came out. It was like, Serge. Have you seen this? And I was like, nah. He's like, man, it's intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's intense. It's intense. So I've been avoiding watching it, and bro, I watched it last night. And I'll be honest with you. Now, how far did you get? No, I watched the whole thing. Woo! I watched yeah. the whole thing. Ep- episode four? oh my god bro oh, Man, so, okay so for those who do not know what rock do you live under um, but uh, this story is a case about the Central Park Five the Central Park Five uh, is a group of young men um, essentially five young men that were incarcerated um, for 6 to 14 years for 6 to 14 oh. years um, in 1989 for a crime that they did not commit it was a rape of a white female jogger and which is which is tragic it is uh, you it, know it, and that's one thing i do want people to, to understand this is a it was a tragic event and look if anybody did that to anyone yes they should absolutely be brought to justice but the facts of the issue itself remain that the dna evidence didn't match the where they picked these boys up and where this attack happened didn't match and even from the day when they were the the prosecutors and everybody who were in there people were like hey man this doesn't add up but the prosecutor whom i'm gonna allow you to butcher in a second Ooh. she she made a point to didn't matter they continue calling these young men animals and um and just put them out there and then she went on to make millions of dollars off of a publishing career writing crime novels um first of all before we get into her i have to say can't black folks black twitter and cancel culture we have been great on canceling our own forever and it's annoying we're quick to cancel our own this is the first time that i can remember that we legitimately canceled a white person and check it out it is about damn time Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. If you- I hope I, I hope I did it justice in the, like, painting the picture of what we're actually are talking about.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, we're only going to be able to do it so much justice on this podcast. If you have not seen Ava DuVernay's when they see us on Netflix please take the time out it's a four episode miniseries it's absolutely amazing and I'm not going to lie and say that it isn't difficult to watch but my justification has always been these young men got their innocence their 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 prime, stolen from them. They spent literally from six to 14 years um, in prison, all of them, so for us to spend four and a half hours watching a miniseries that's a bit difficult, it's nothing. Like, it, it's nothing. We're literally just watching. And though we do, uh, Ava DuVernay just does an amazing job helping us feel their pain throughout the series. It's still nothing. It's still a few hours compared to the, years. the 14 years that one of them had spent in prison, which is absolutely insane, given the lack of physical evidence against them.
1: Like, uh, you, you, Dude, you, I'm you, not going to lie, man. I sat here and I'm sitting here like yesterday I, I was i took a half day so i was sitting there chilling at the crib for a little bit and i was like let me turn this on bro i cried like a baby throughout the majority of that thing and and just because when you when i was looking at those young men i was like man that could be that's me b that's you that's that's that could be any of us you know nah, what I'm i played saying? the trumpet
0: I, I was i was looking at him like Fam. damn Dude, but like when I was looking place, at long time John Leguizamo
1: and his buddy, like and John Leguizamo, it's like, dude, these are black and Puerto Rican kids. Yo, I'm black and Puerto Rican. Like th- that hit home. You know what it I was, mean?
0: It was it rough. Was- It was terrifying seeing the lack of education for the parents that literally just wanted the best for their kids, who literally just wanted to get their kids home so they can hold them and protect them. But they just didn't have the education that we have today. And it was unfortunate how they were walking their children into these holes. Like it was heartbreaking because you can tell like they were doing Everything that they felt was best for their children. And that was the most heartbreaking piece that they had to sit on the outside and watch their children go through a situation that they almost helped create by no fault of their own.
1: Because of the lack of education and the way that the criminal justice system has been set up to incarcerate young black and brown men. I mean that is the system itself, and uh, it, it just being just to watch that. And again, if you have not seen it, please go out. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. Also, check out Ava DuVernay's documentary Thirteenth um, about Thirteenth Amendment. Um, the another if you want to read something on it, the New Jim Crow is another phenomenal book to read about that as well. That kind of talks A- A-
0: about that. Ava DuVernay, I believe she did Selma as well.
1: She did. She did. I mean, dude, she's again art through activism through art she's the best at doing activism through art and um and i really do appreciate um her and what she does yo she's from la my lady lives out in la man so yo la stand up you guys got a good one man like she's incredible um she she's phenomenal and uh this this story is one that um that That needs to be taught let's touch on really fast um on the this again we are a fight podcast so let's touch on this heel this this snake this terrible character this person that we all would love to see in the in the ring getting beat up by deontay wilder and i know that sounds terrible but whatever i don't give a damn she's an evil terrible human being um, the prosecutor,
0: what's this broad's name? Or, so, Linda Fairstein, I believe she And that's she was- the
1: last time we're gonna say her goofy ass name because fuck her
0: yeah fuck, fuck her and that's one thing I, I wanted to make sure we got out on this podcast today is fuck Linda Fairstein and though we knew about the central uh, the, the central park five prior to when they see us the level of detail is you know a, an aspect I didn't have I was born in 1990 I believe this initially happened in 1989
1: yeah, so man, I, wasn't I was even, here bro but I mean yeah. I was but I mean three you years were, old you were I didn't old know enough what to remember it like yeah I
0: remember watching this the series about the OJ Simpson trial and there were so many details <laughs> that I could not remember about that so some of these series that they're making about real life events that happened before my time when i was younger they're great for me because there's so many details that i would have never even known um without these remakes um yeah real quick
1: can you imagine in the next so like think about we're gonna like think in the next 10 years we'll probably have kids and we'll be in the same position our parents and then they're gonna drop a doc or a series like this on uh on the like 9 11, <laughs> dude. I was thinking like 9 11. Yeah, they're gonna drop one like that, and it's gonna be like our kids gonna be like, "Yo, you lived through this?" I'm be like, "Yeah, it was wild."
0: Yeah, and I, and I've already seen um, stuff starting to come out about. There, there's actually a great show on Netflix. It's called The 2000s. I don't know if Ooh, you've ever had a, had yes. a chance to watch. Dude, have, great, it,
1: they do every decade, man. It is phenomenal.
0: It's so nostalgic, and yeah. it's just like. The way they tell the story, the stories of, you know, when we were alive, it's just like, yes, that's exactly how it happened. I've never been able to describe
1: yes, it. yes, it's well, a, I believe Time magazine does it um, mm-hmm. that series, but um I think it's, I think it's Time magazine, maybe CNN well, yeah, one of those phenomenal publications even though let's not get um, don't get it twisted i don't always agree with cnn um but this series if that is the ones who did it it, it really is phenomenal man but
0: look and it's like it's like everything it's like everything from tragedies like 9-11 to, to fun. pop culture it's, yeah. it's a really fun watch yeah it is man um
1: dude it's actually really funny because i watched the 80s and look, I was born in 86, but it's amazing how much of the 80s I actually remember when I was watching that. I was like, oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, that's that's nuts. I was like three years old, but I get it. You know, it, it's wild. First of all, the ladies would seem like it was a lit generation.
0: That decade I mean, was crazy. I, I, I was watching when I was watching the OJ Simpson um, trial. I believe that was the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba was I, the worst part of that series. G, G, I did not remember the car chase. Oh, you didn't? No.
1: Fam, really quick, man. So, check this out. I was, so I was with that. It happened in what, 92 or something like that? Something like 92, something around the early 90s, whatever, regardless.
0: So, you're talking about a two year old, Brandon.
1: Fast, Fact, <laughs> fast. Fam, I was sitting there and I remember running home like I always used to. And it, after school, <laughs> Power Rangers used to be on, right? I remember this vividly, fam. I ran home to watch Power Rangers. I'm watching Power Rangers halfway through power rangers this thing comes on and all of a sudden they're showing this car chase i was so pissed off like i vividly remember like man well i don't give a damn about this and then seeing my dad just shove me to the side like son that's oj
0: like and and what who and even watching son that's the juice yeah watching the 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 series like i don't think it, it doesn't help us put it in you know modern day terms like imagine lebron james just on a car chase on national tv for murdering his white wife you know what i would say i would i I
1: would say chris paul because chris paul is on more commercials Chris Paul is like on every commercial. He's the State Farm guy. OJ was the 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 car rental dude. It, it's like the dude who was on everything. But
0: you know what? LeBron is a good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're it, right. It,
0: he was the man. He was pick, the juice. Pick, he was the man. Pick who you want. Maybe it's someone different for any of you, but like right. the pick man. Your favorite
1: athlete and say, yo, this on is on the TV guy. On TV in a
0: car chase.
1: Yeah. For brutally murdering his chick. Dude, you know what, what part I didn't know? I didn't know that he flew his monkey ass back here to Chicago.
0: He came and came to check you real quick.
1: Yo, fam. <laughs> I didn't know he was in my town. I never yeah. realized that, man. It was such a, a crazy.
0: um, aspect but look i digress we go back well, to this specific uh, yeah yeah go ahead so i want to i want to bring it back to the central park five for a second and both of us are fans of sean king we both listen to his podcast and i'm not sure if you guy. got a chance to listen to the episode i believe it was released this past thursday right. where he he's done a pretty much a mini series of his own on the central park five yeah. and different aspects of that case hey, wait,
1: real, real quick Can we, real quick yo can people give sean king a break look that's a black man i know he's super light-skinned we come in all shapes and shades and colors man he's a brother he went to Morehouse. leave the brother alone man everybody
0: keep killing him because he crazy light-skinned I'm i'm a sean king fan I don't i'm a even, sean I don't king even, fan i don't I, even see any of that dude i am a uh i, I am
1: a uh I I subscribe. I'm a member of of, um, the North Star. The North Star. I thoroughly support Sean King in in every capacity.
0: Well, he did a podcast. I believe he released it on Thursday. And he's just, you know, he's educating people on different things that are going on in America. And with instances like this of the Central Park Five on different aspects of the case and how it happened and how you, you should educate yourself in terms of just moving forward. So he on Thursday he does an episode and basically lets everyone know which i had no idea that prosecutors um have um uh what's the – i'm i'm the word is a uh, immunity they have immunity from all misconduct yes
1: they that's, do. that's that's crazy. crazy that's utterly
0: just that that is the definition of bananas like they have immunity from misconduct they literally are playing on a different playing field like you can't get away with that as a defense attorney you can but they can do whatever they want to secure a conviction that and 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 the thing is that it
1: it it comes into question the thought of you know innocent until proven guilty they're not even trying to prove your innocence they're trying to they're trying to build a case to prove that you're guilty even if they know you didn't do it they just want to have that conviction on their record and I'm going to be extremely honest with you. That's why I don't ride with Camilla Harris. I,
0: I'm, I'm not going to get that, that deep into it. I, I haven't, I, I, haven't I, 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 I haven't completely educated myself yeah. on Camilla Harris and some yeah. of the candidates yet to have a discussion about it. So for those of us you, who don't you know, your it's on, boy is on you.
1: not only do I break down fights, not only do I break down culture, I break down politics, too. She can so kick who, rock who, sideways. Who, who, who are you riding with? I mean, look, I still have to see. um, There's still time, right? Who is my leader at this point in time? Who is the person that I'm kind of leaning towards right now? I'm leaning towards Bernie at this point in time. But the reason I'm leaning towards him is because of this. And when I break it down, I looked at it. If we all go back and we look at, um, you know, we all look at and appreciate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We're all like, oh, man, that's who we should all look at. And that's the the path we should all take. Well, if we feel that way, we should be able to look at you look at Bernie Sanders. We look at what Bernie Sanders actually brings to the table. His policies align closest to. Dr. King than anybody else. He wants to bring money back into the communities. He wants to go ahead and, you know, essentially, you know, uh, he wants to build a strong middle class. Me personally, I thoroughly believe that that is how our country Grows. Our country grows not from the top down. Trickle down economics has never worked. If we actually go through and we look at it, that's just something that hasn't actually happened. But every time the country has had a extremely strong middle class, a la after World War II, you had a strong middle class. What ended up happening? Boom. We end up growing and doing our thing. So um, Baby Boomers, they kind of shit the bed for the rest of us. But um, look, we we'll, 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 I digress. We can break that down at some other time. But that is me personally. That's why I ride with, uh, with Bernie at this point in time. But there are some people who are making some strong cases. And, you know, at some point in time next year, I'll state who I actually am riding with.
0: And I think that's fair. I, I think it's a lot easier for us to talk about why we like or we should be speaking more about why we like candidates as opposed to just tearing candidates down. Okay. And I feel like I see a lot of that, especially on social media. People yeah. just want to tear other candidates down as opposed to speaking positively about the candidates that they support, well, which you know, is what I think they need to be doing.
1: The reason for it is because we have such a click. And look, I, I, we're all, you know guilty of it i mean look we come out here and we you know rip certain people and things and do certain stuff but at the end of the day it it is one of those things that we live in this clickbait culture people don't want to actually sit back and read the entire article we see you know one thing pop up that says bernie sanders doesn't support reparations right so now all the black folks are like ah man i ain't rocking with bernie what did you hear what he actually had to say about it and why you know what i'm saying so um it, 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 we, look, I, again, I, I I digress. We will talk about that at, at a later date. But, yo,
0: so I, oh, I, I, go ahead. I, I want to bring it bring it back to Linda Fairstein for a second, uh, and the reason why everybody hates her right now. I as well. We L- Linda Fairstein made a heinous mistake when she helped. With the conviction of those young boys, now she made a mistake. People make mistakes every single day, but for her to be here in 2019, still standing by that same old ass story, even with DNA evidence, is just it, it's without bananas, an apology. It, so it, if she crazy. all it's if so she crazy. would have apologized and owned the fact that she made a mistake. We all make mistakes. I don't think she'd be she'd be losing all her book deals be kicked kicking uh, kicked off all these board of directors like she wouldn't get all this kickback because she made a mistake and she apologized the reason why she's getting all of this blowback is because she's trying to stand her ground
1: because it's because of her entitlement and her pride fam and here's the thing and this is something that i don't i think some people have noticed and talked about but you notice how all of a sudden she she's she's deleted every social media account that she has did, IG did you, Twitter. Did you
0: see my meme I posted yesterday, or it was a couple days ago? Oh, the 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 Thanos
1: joint. Oh my God! Ava Duvernay bad. snapping her away. Yo, hilarious! It is one of the best memes I've seen. It was almost as good as the Anthony Joshua getting blasted and his soul leaving his body and heading back to Britain. First of all, that meme. <laughs> Goodness gracious, that joint was amazing. <laughs> but uh look, man. All in all. Um, the doc was incredible um like i said oh that's what i was saying about her i i you can tell she's leading up to sue she's gonna try to sue she's gonna try to say you know defamation of character and emotional distress and then only thing that we're gonna throw back at her is well what happened to not only if you and that's the one thing i think not enough people are talking about if you did this to these five gentlemen How many more black men did you do this to black and brown men? Have you done this in the past? And I think we really need to go back with a fine tooth comb, look at her record. And she thoroughly needs to be held. her and all those detectives need to be held accountable for what they had done. I don't give a damn if it's 30, 30, 35 years later they need to be held accountable for that. Now, granted, these gentlemen, for those of us, it is more so a happy ending for them. The five of them were awarded 41 point whatever 1000000 dollars from damages. It's nowhere near enough. Nowhere near enough because each of them only made $9 million, but you cannot bring that time back. You cannot... You talk about emotional distress. You talk about PTSD. And this is one thing that I think not not a lot of people understand. With... They, they we, we love looking at black and brown men like oh they're especially the mainstream media paints us with a brush like we're inherently violent we're inherently this we're inherently that without taking into account PTSD and stress is passed on from generation to generation to generation black men we have been beaten arrested dehumanized For hundreds of years, do you think that has not? Why do you think, as Black and Brown, we have high blood pressure? Why do you think those type of things happen? You know what I'm saying? And these are certain things that, again, bruh, got me on my soapbox this morning. Yeah,
0: we ain't even we ain't even talk combat sports, man, dude. But 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 we had we had to come for this. when they see us was powerful. Like was powerful, and we had to talk necessary things like this. I
1: believe are necessary. And here's the thing: platforms like ours, right? One thing that when I started this show, I wanted to make a a strong case and let people know, look, I am Afro Boricua. okay, 100 percent. That's who the hell I am. I'm black and Latino. And here's the thing. People like us in the media do not tend to have a voice. Especially in combat sports media. So, our stories never get talked about. When I sit here and hear Teddy Atlas, who stole the name of my show, that fuck, when his I, ass. I like Teddy Atlas. <laughs> no, well, and, and here's, and, and Teddy Atlas, congratulations for finally making the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Well Absolutely. deserved. Well deserved, even though I think if we look at him in his totality as a human being, he's just schmuck. But as a trainer, as what he has meant to the boxing game, phenomenal um but uh look man we need to but people like him get their points across people like us generally do not oh and by the way i I, um ak and barack of um of the zone sweet scientists and things like that i actually spoke to both of them yesterday um they have a next couple weeks they said are kind of busy but they will both uh be on the show very soon i spoke to both of them last night so that's
0: pretty dope I g I gotta got be on one of those episodes. You can't you can't can't let me miss another interview. You cannot let me miss another interview.
1: Oh man, I got you, man. When I talked to him, yeah, man, I spoke to uh I spoke to them both yesterday, man. Really, really, really cool dudes. Um and here's the thing. I've had an interview with Ak before, Ak Reyes, um from your from like I said, from your neck of the woods, uh both really good guys, but I've spoken to Ak on the fo- um as an interview before. And here's the thing. I've I've told them I've disagreed with certain things today. I don't agree with everything they do. I don't agree, but at the end of the day I think they're those are guys that I look up to because those are guys who I look at. They're like me, and they are in the space, and they started creating a space that I believe more of us need to be in.
0: Right? But in in terms of like podcasting and the media space, you know, in terms of minorities, it's not much outside. Not many of, of us them. out
1: here. So and that's why on these top, stories on need top to be of told. That,
0: they're in like a whole another age range. Like you know, what are oh, they? Late thirties, forties? Them boys in their forties. So I mean, yeah, they're a whole different age group.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I said, and, and like I said, I'm early early thirties, you're late twenties. You know what I'm saying? We're definitely like a clinging generation. on to these twenties. <laughs> yeah, hey, bro, just let it go, man. It's better up here. <laughs> it's better up here, man. Yo, by the way, I was cracking up, man. I like I said, B Cam goes out there. You know, saying so my man be vacationing and stuff, and he definitely took his. uh his Annie Ruiz picture. My man's had his shirt open, Ooh. had the stomach out, was loving life, boy. He was out there letting them know.
0: <laughs> I, I got, I got, hey, I got a line. my
1: man's is in shape. Don't get it twisted. I ain't, I ain't trying to rip him, but my man's is I, out I, there.
0: Nah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I, I got a, a line brother. For those of you who don't know, Sergio and I are both members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The he's oldest. a, he, he's taken to bodybuilding over the last couple years oh i got one and I, I, I posted that picture and he, he he shot me a dm like yo you need to do some abs bro i was like fuck <laughs> i was like Hello, i you was lady. like fuck. <laughs> what happened i saw your lady walk in the background i just said hi i've never seen her before <laughs> oh, she'd she, she be in the background for a lot of these podcasts she be, she be trying to hide but she's Oh, I said what's up. So I don't want her to think I'm an asshole. <laughs> she she can't she can't hear you, but she hears me. She knows we're talking about her. <laughs> yeah, man. Sir, sir says hello. Hi
1: Serge. What up, what up? Um so real quick, man, um, uh, like I said, just just circling back around, um, the fact that she is finally being cancelled. And it seems like people are actually attacking her for things that she's done in the past and holding her accountable for things that she's done in the past is amazing. I think more of that needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, last thoughts on this before we get, get into, you know, so we got to talk about these fights. So anything else you want to say?
0: Um, well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm good on that. I'm good okay. on that. I did have one more thing I wanted to touch on before yes. we started the show. And this might even be a good segue. Please, let's do it when i die i would love to have a legacy as amazing as emmanuel stewart
1: dude oh my goodness um yes okay We've- why did you why Why are you saying that because i actually heard a, heard an interview this week and i was actually listening to lennox lewis speak about emmanuel stewart and it just
0: just warmed my heart bro so what what you what were you talking about well, this week, we I, I feel like it's, we've just heard so much about Emanuel Stewart after Anthony Joshua's loss. Lennox Lewis actually came out and said, hey, you you pretty much need to change trainers. Obviously, we know that Emmanuel Stewart— George Foreman Stewart, did also. What'd you say? George
1: Foreman said that also.
0: Yeah, okay, and, and a couple guys have, mm-hmm. may have speculated that, yo, AJ needs to change his trainer. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. You know, I, I don't have an opinion on the matter at this point. Um. Actually, I do, but we get into that later. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll
1: get into it in a little bit. But That's
0: every, every, you know, a lot of people are, are are referencing the changes that they saw with fighters in the heavyweight division under the tutelage of Emanuel Stewart. Um. Both Vitali is that Vitali Klitschko? Yes. Or, oh, so yeah, that would be Vitali Klitschko and Lennox Lewis, two of two great heavyweights all time. All time great heavyweights. Both turn their careers around under Emmanuel Stewart
1: yeah. yeah absolutely and one thing that I'll say with them and, and 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 here's the thing we can you know like I said jump into it but um when you go back and we actually look at you know um what you know Emmanuel Stewart has done in hand and he did because if we look at Klitschko's we look at both Klitschko's um mm. they d- didn't like they were had a couple L's you know and they were able to eventually get with, uh, you know, an amazing trainer. He was able to shore up a couple things in their game and and take them to another level. Because of Manuel Stewart, Klitschko had a 10-year reign on top. You know what I mean? Um, do I believe—I I believe out of all of his people, I mean, you have to say his best— His best um, proteges had to be Tommy Hitman Hearns and uh, and Lennox Lewis. I have to say those are probably his his greatest um, proteges. Even though he's had a litany of other guys as well. Klitschko's up there too. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I like me personally his. We're talking about even exciting wise. Lennox Lewis, even though he had that, still that that tall, I'm I'm fighting him from the outside. He was still, I feel like far more entertaining than um than Klitschko. Klitschko was, you know, jab jab jab. I'm gonna hold you, jab jab. He didn't have an exciting style,
0: and, and that's why. He, but- I, But he was great. He was great. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just talking about excitement. It's Emmanuel Stewart that taught him to fight behind that jab. Of course. He he taught him how to fight
1: tall. And if we look at it, because a lot of people are trying to. It's funny, man. I've heard so much this past week about what went wrong with for Anthony Joshua oh what happened you know and there everyone's making excuses and you know what here's the reality of the matter i don't give a damn about any other stuff what happened to anthony joshua is that he fought a better fighter he fought a stylistic challenge for him regardless on anything else his style does not match with that style it doesn't for a number of reasons one anthony joshua's chinny he gets rocked. He does not have a good chin. And here's the thing. We all look at, we all say, oh, at heavyweights, it, nobody has a good chin. Eh, yes and no. You know what I mean? There's a difference. There's some guys who can take a shot, but still, you know, deal with it, a la,
0: dude, Tyson Fury, a la Deontay Wilder. When I, and I was what I was going to say, and I, I was thinking about this this week as I just kind of went through everything, Deontay Wilder seemingly got rocked by Dominic Brazil. He or legitimately got or, hit in the or, back of the head. Bro. Or or at least Anthony Joshua got, got hit behind the air, which that, is but, what but, made but, him but, drunk but, for but the rest be, of the fight. But
1: behind the ear is a legitimate shit. Oh, but continue, because I think I know where you're going with
0: this. Well, so what I'm saying is, like, just one, like, when we talk about boxing and, you know, being— it, you don't say it's a game of inches, but it is, because Deontay Wilder got hit with a similar punch. He got buzzed. But we saw how he responded compared to how Anthony Joshua responded. Fucking corners, it's it, 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 there's a big difference there. And I don't, I'm not gonna say like I didn't get hit, so I can't say how the punch affected um, Joshua compared to how it affected Wilder. But we could be having a different conversation. And and it's crazy how quickly things can turn and what this Anthony Joshua fight fight has turned into. But it, he does look a bit chinny. I mean, because think about this. He has been rocked in each of his last five fights. Hold. Yeah. Use their jabs. Like, like, Andrew Weez is is so small. Jab. Jab, hold. And
1: and, and I also want to say something else. People keep on talking about how tiny he is. Yo, that is a, like... How many 6'2", 270 hundred and seventy pound brothers you know walking around? That's a Ruiz is a big dude. You know, he's not as tall as you say tiny because we see him standing next to Joshua. Exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying. I want people to understand Ruiz is 6'2. You know what I'm saying? Like, we think Mexican, so I think people are like, oh, this dude, because I heard I heard even Stephen A. Smith, we I definitely want to get into later on. Um, but Stephen A. Smith keeps on calling him. He's barely six feet. He's like five eleven, five ten. That's not the case. He's 6'2", and like a legit 6'2". He's big, man. He's pushing 6'3", they said.
0: I, I ain't never get to cross the six- foot threshold. I ain't never make it.
1: I brother standing a strong 510. I am six feet. I made it. I don't even have to have Tim. How's on. the air up there? bro, it feels nice. I, don't get it twisted. I wish I was six too <laughs> But the fact that I made six feet, I think is the reason why my girlfriend's still with me. Uh, <laughs> all jokes. Shout out, baby. Shout, out jokes. shout out to her. It's, it's all jokes, because she definitely got mad at me one day when I accidentally called her a chick. I was talking to you, and she was... Dude. Don't don't blame me. (laughs) I was was, was, talking to you. (laughs) I was talking to you, and I said something about her being a chick. She's never listened to an episode before. That's the one episode she listened to and heard me say she was a chick. I got a phone call, and my only response was... Have you not heard all the other
0: great things that I've ever said about you? I was like, come on. Hey, that's all it takes to, to shink, uh, sink the ship.
1: Oh, bro. So, yo, man. So, look. That's why, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I call her my lady, my girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I have refused to say anything. But I'm, not, exactly. I'm not getting beat up. I'm not beating La- up. Lady be of the ever. Fight podcast, first of her name. You know what I'm Exactly, yes. The first of her name. The uh, queen of the pods. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, put put some respect. Oh, Not all, actually, all the respect, lady.
1: all the respect on her name, man. But but um, but look, man. Truly, uh, never gonna hear that. <laughs> no, never gonna hear it. I, I, I give her all the props. She won't hear that, uh, <laughs> man. But look, it, it's um, it, when we go back and we look at it, yes, he is. He's chinny He has a lot of flaws in his game that he absolutely needs to sure up. And will another trainer fix that? Possibly. But I'm going to be very honest with you. And again, this is my opinion and my opinion alone. I worry about Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua looks like somebody who's a... He is the real Ivan Drago, right? And this is why I say this. Ivan Drago, front runner. Got all the muscles in the world. He gets hooked up to all the machines. He got the multi-million million-dollar, you know, uh, estate by uh, <laughs> multi-million-dollar estate. He does all that stuff, right? But when it boils down to it, when somebody actually bites down on their mouthpiece and fights him, he's not there. And when we look at the the top in the in the heavyweight division, and I've been seeing a lot of this, and I want to get your thoughts on this also ring magazine just dropped something and they said they're top in the heavyweight division they said number one they got tyson fury number two they have deontay wilder number three they have Andy ruiz number four they have anthony joshua number five they have dylan wyatt number six they have ortiz right first of all i look at ring magazine which i a publication which i totally respect um but i'm gonna be honest with you i can't agree with the their their top five right there's no way in hell I put Dylan Wyatt over uh, Ortiz because Dylan Wyatt's never faced anybody whom is at the same—well, he did get touched up by uh, by um, Anthony Joshua, but I think his loss
0: drops him down. He beat, but he beat Joseph Parker. He did and, beat Joseph and, and, and Parker. And Ortiz doesn't have any wins Big on win that like level. That. Okay, you know what? I, I will, and Derek I will, Sor- twice. I, I will digress.
1: In that case, I will have him over Ortiz, even though I—just from the eye test, I put Ortiz at number five that's just me right so this is my number this is my top right because i agree with them in terms of probably the most skilled boxer in the mix we, we we can argue it truly is tyson fury right but the reason i don't have number him number one is because he doesn't have any belts you don't got a belt i can't put you in number one i can't I, I i have him at number two i have deontay wilder at number one now what separates deontay wilder from everybody else especially from anthony joshua is he the most skilled technical boxer in the group absolutely not he's not we, we can't we, we, there's not even there's no argument to make about that but you know what deontay wilder has over everybody else in this mix i'm asking you do you know what he has over him?
0: Ooh, ooh, a belt he's an o <laughs>
1: O, well, I mean, he,
0: he has power. I mean, I, I don't know. The, I mean. the
1: difference is out of all of them, he might not be the best boxer, but he's the best fighter out of all of them. And and, and the thing is, the fact that he has fight, he, he's the best fighter. He has he has an incredible heart. And we can't deny Deontay Wilder's heart anymore. I'm tired of people trying to say that Deontay Wilder is here for all the smoke. And he understands. And one thing that I'll I'll see that I think people don't respect Deontay Wilder's ring IQ enough, right? Because here's the thing. He was getting outclassed by Tyson Fury. We both agreed on that, right? He was getting Mm -hmm. beat. If we look at the fight again, it was, I think, much closer than I think people originally thought. But he was definitely getting beat. He won the majority of the last four rounds why is that is because even though he was overshooting he was able to make adjustments and for me that's why i look at a, a champion he's able to make the adjustments and here's the thing if we go back to the ruiz fight and yes there's a litany of excuses if we're looking at ruiz and and um, and joshua is Joshua, when the chips are down, is he able to make the adjustment? I have been able to see Tyson Fury get up from adversity. I've been able to see Deontay Wilder come back from adversity. The moment that the—and yeah, we can say Klitschko, but and Klitschko is still solid. He was also 57 years old. I'm not going for that. He's old. But, uh, he was older. He's at the end of his career. And at the end of the day, you're the young line. You're supposed to go out there and beat this dude who's 117 years old. I'm not going for that.
0: What's your case for not agreeing with Ring Magazine, having Tyson Fury as number one?
1: Because he don't have a belt. I can't give it to him if he doesn't have a belt. He didn't beat the champion. He didn't beat him. So I can't put him over well, him if he didn't beat him.
0: Technically, he did. But beat no, but the he didn't, though. But in, he didn't. Uh, because in, if we Klitschko. look at it in, du- but. in, in Klitschko. He beat, but it, he bet, beat a younger Klitschko than Anthony Joshua. He, he, so he's, he's the, the only champ. man to get out the ring with Deontay Wilder without a loss. Tr- very true. But here's the thing. You forfeited that when you left for a
1: while. He left, he forfeited that. He's great. I give him that. I'm not taking that's why I have him as my number two.
0: He's and my number two. Uh, I'm hearing that he's tearing up uh, sparring partners. I, I, look, I believe it. He tearing should be Spartan tearing up sparring partners. Right partners.
1: He should be, he 100% should be. And you know, this I'm a huge Tyson Fury fan. I love Tyson Fury. I think he's an incredible personality. I Gypsy think King is a, good for boxing. He's dude, he's great for boxing. But so is Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is the champion that America deserves. He is our champ for a reason. He's exactly what he is like the, the the next generation but a elevated version of a Mike Tyson. Hip
0: hop culture oh, a well, more a more a more tamed <laughs> a version yes, of Mike Tyson. Yes.
1: <laughs> but I'm talking I'm talking about in terms of what he represents for the black and brown community, what he represents for hip hop. He he's the epitome of all that. He is America. And it was then that's why we wanted to see him versus Anthony Joshua. We wanted to see and again, this is one of those things British, you guys are all put together and we're gentlemen. Crumpets and tea and all that nonsense. And we over here, we, we getting wild. We, it's whatever. We're American. And I love that he brings that out there. And it really and shows tea. the difference of the, of the cultures. And I love that shit. That's how we're supposed to be. You want to smoke? We're here for all the smoke. That's what we're here for.
0: Uh, Deontay Wilder has definitely turned into the showman that I'm not sure we ever expected him we to be. We did not. We did not, man. Oh,
1: so here's the thing. We I love. He's Deontay. the
0: showman that we didn't know we needed.
1: And, and and he's here, and he's finally here. And the thing that I love, and here's the thing, and I will say this, and I think we've touched on this a little bit. Yo, can we all agree if he Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua fight now, that fight don't go past three rounds. I mean, yeah. That I fight mean, don't go past three. I think he hit... Because here's the thing. We put an expose on Anthony Joshua. My man, you're chinny. Now we know this for a fact. If you got dropped by sparring partners, fam, if that is true, you're not supposed to get touched up by your sparring partners. You're supposed to be better than them. You know what I'm saying?
0: There's a couple things My Anthony Joshua. Gets touched up, and if you... and Nobody so he, he he came out and he addressed the fact that He, said he, that. Have, he, he said he did not have He said He didn't have a, a panic attack in the dressing room But I don't believe he addressed the rumors about sparring
1: He did on, on that video he was like People say I got dropped People say I got, you know, panic attack He was like none of that happened he said that in the weird-ass video he had sitting next to the window in the brick behind him. It was some awkward-ass video, but, you know, I I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. He's like, all the rumors, me getting dropped, me this and this, this didn't happen. And um and what's it called? Um His promoter, Eddie Hearn, all said the same thing. I don't believe shit Eddie Hearn says, but it is what it is. Now, let's transition for a moment to... Because I don't think people are talking enough about Ruiz Andy Ruiz is skilled Let's stop making excuses for Anthony Joshua Let's let's put some respect on this man's name He turned pro at 16 years old He's somebody who also went through a depression period Couldn't get fights Was managing himself You know what I'm saying? Got like super out of shape Yo, he is the American version of Tyson Fury he really is. We're not giving him that same type of love because again, we haven't he hasn't had the spotlight. Now he's having a spotlight. Let's give him the love that he deserves. He is an Olympian. He is somebody who has an impeccable amateur pedigree. Something that as boxing heads, we sit there and we actually look at it. A hundred and five and five in boxing as an amateur is unheard of. And the fact that he turned pro so early is also unheard of
0: also additionally and i i'm guilty of this myself it sheds a light on you know, can i get we, some love on my anthony ruiz breakdown before the fight oh you can you, you can i mean it sheds some you it sheds some light on how easily we can write a boxer off after a loss because i'm ruiz, gonna put
1: this on so everybody can see me bowing right now i just want everybody to see it eventually i post
0: that <laughs> Andy Ruiz, and and I was listening to another podcast that shed some light on this. There you go, bro. He was so, so close to fighting Anthony Joshua a year year ago because he lost a close decision against Joseph Parker in his home country. Now, I think Joseph Parker won that fight, but Serge thinks that Ruiz won that fight, and a lot of people believe that Ruiz won that fight. And, you know, they say it was in Joseph Parker's home country of Australia, so he got the nod from the judges. That's very likely. But uh, a few rounds get scored differently, and we see that fight, Andy Ruiz against Anthony Joshua, last year. Andy Ruiz could have taken his belts then and knocked him out in the U.K., It's possible. I'm not saying it would have happened. But I mean, Andy Ruiz was not just some last minute fill-in. like that's how close he was to a fight with Anthony Joshua last year. So he definitely isn't the scrub that people are trying to make him make him out to be. And even we we addressed that Serge was a little bit higher on him than myself, but he was not some scrub. I mean, he was by all accounts, most people said probably better than Miller. And he definitely had a better resume. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, yeah, Yeah, I mean, it, 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 see, I mean, I think people are finally starting to put some respect on that man's name. And I think all of us, even though in the rematch right now, Vegas, as of right now, has Anthony Joshua still being a pretty big favorite over him, which I think is ridiculous. But, um, and we're still seeing the pundits. Teddy Atlas is one. I mean, I, I rip on Teddy Atlas, but, uh, Teddy Atlas is one of those guys that sits there and actually says that, um, you know, uh, says it says that you know my man's you know he was like he doesn't believe Ruiz is gonna win the next one. He he thinks something's wrong with Buddy, right? And and so I, I I just I don't understand people saying that, especially after watching what we saw. Let's not make excuses. Let's look at skill for skill, right? Let's look at style matchups. Let's actually look at it and say, you know this wasn't just a, a victory in terms of you know it wasn't like a lucky punch he didn't like close his eyes and throw a hammer you know what i'm saying he picked himself up and even then when he got hit he even said it. he was like that was a miscalculation on my part i should never got hit with that shot his feet were better and a couple of things if we know that we're looking talking about technically he was able to slide out of punches you see he was that was a specific game plan in place man um but let, let's go ahead. And again, we we we're, we've talked a lot about this and I want to get your thoughts on the actual the card. This the the zone card as a whole.
0: Right. Well, 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 before we before we go there, I do want to yeah. do a little bit more Anthony Joshua, if that's OK. oh Please do. Let's do it. I know one of the things you wanted to discuss today is the location of the rematch. Yes. Correct. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I'm that. hearing just this morning that Anthony Joshua actually informed Eddie Hearn that he wants, he wants to, to do it in, to, in, 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 in the U.S. Yeah, he wants it in the MSG. He said that. Uh, That's he, raw as fuck. Yeah. That is raw as fuck. He like as for as much as people are tearing Anthony Joshua yeah, down. I he's Not hiding. No, no. I, I,
1: I, I respect. I gained more respect for Anthony Joshua as this loss. Now, granted, I don't think he is. I, I, I honestly I don't believe he's top five I don't I think he's he I, you know what it is he's that corporate rapper right that corporate rapper who really ain't that nice but he got all the pub he got writers he has all this stuff he got the pub but he's not out there actually in these streets actually doing it he's not Nipsey he's I'm not gonna crush anybody he's out there he's one of the other guys you know what I'm saying
0: I'm not here for the Drake slander <laughs> I wasn't
1: even going I wouldn't even, go on, I wouldn't even gonna say that but yes he's Drake that's exactly who he is. The guy I, I, he took I, I a feel picture like that's with. where you're going. It wasn't. But now you said it. Yep, that's who he is. He's Drake. Um, but you know what? I can't even give Drake because Drake... <laughs> Drake has skills Drake's just not for me Drake is every girl's favorite rapper And they make up 60% of the population So I gotta give it to him You know what I'm saying He just doesn't make music for me I don't enjoy his music and that's just not me He's pop, he's pop hip hop Good for him You know what I'm saying But um, I, I, I like harder the shade, shit The Shade Parade Fam, I'm from a different generation My era grew up with, with drug dealer rap other generations grow up with drug user rap. I'm not here for that. I'm here for real hip hop. But Drake is not drug user rap. Dr- hey, he's
0: pretty close to it. He, but no, you know what? He's not. He's not pretty close to it. D-
1: hey, Drake is emo rap, and I'm not here for this. The the I'm in my feelings shit. I'm not. But and he's he. But he's good at, again. I, dude, how much good stuff do I have to say about Drake? I'm just saying it's not for me. You you say good stuff, but you say it with the shade. I'm not saying it with shade. I'm saying this is my opinion. This is just not for me. This is what he does. These are facts. He has emo hip-hop. It's emo. I'm in my feelings hip-hop. You know, I got my girl going through my... I'm going through my girl's phone at night, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know what he's talking about. I've heard the, the records. You know, I mean, and it's like party records and stuff. Like, it's good for him. And I also cannot... Big up, a grown-ass man who tattoos Steph Curry and KD's numbers
0: on their arm. I can't go for that. That's <laughs> a little much. A little you know much. what I'm No defense. No defense for that. I can't go for that. <laughs> now, I mean, Drake still, I mean, he still tore up Meek Mill. He took, took an L to push a T, but I mean, hey man, he, he's, hey, he's out hey, here. He'll go toe-to-toe with you. I'm glad, you said, you, I'm me, glad me. you
1: said that. I appreciate you said that because not many Drake fans admit that. And, 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 and hey, this is the fight podcast. That was a fight. That was we talk about like a one
0: side. That was Deontay Wilder versus Dominic Brazil. No, that That's was not bad a that, was. that was not a one sided fight. Oh my god, it was, it was. not a one sided fight. It it was in terms of the no response, but Drake still had put out put out a record like that was decent before um, the response was recorded. I mean, Pusha T was he got like real tactical surgical with with his response but i mean prior to that you know everybody was like oh drake put out a response okay, everybody so, was so like can, oh. we, can
1: we so so okay prime example you know what that battle was that battle <laughs> it, it, it was more that was aj done. ruiz that's what that was <laughs> that was aj ruiz did <laughs> nobody want to give my man love and he went out there and put them hammers on him because he's been doing it for years he's been out there in the dirt grinding that's what that was Yeah, who was it the the corporate man got scuffed
0: yeah absolutely
1: that's what it was
0: yeah that's exactly what happened so
1: man don't you love how we bring it full circle
0: always
1: (laughs) man man but okay so in terms of if the fight happens here like i said i do give um i almost said drake i almost give aj a lot of love and respect for actually wanting to do it here trying to get it back trying to right the wrong um I would want to see the fight not at Madison Square Garden. I want to see the fight at Staples Center. That's where I believe that fight should be. And this is I'm, me personally.
0: I, I'm, is, I'm almost, I'm cool with the fight. I'm, I'm from New York. So, I mean, of course, of I'm course. cool with the fight being at MSG just because, like, I just think that's so dope of Anthony Joshua. Like, I want right to write my wrong. Like, I'm a fighter, 100%. I can take an L, but I want to right my wrong in the same arena that he wants I, I to write took it. my L at. I'm not scared of Andy Ruiz. I want to come back right here and get my belts back. Yeah, I'm not intimidated yeah. by being in the U.S. Like, that's commendable. And yeah. maybe the news hasn't broke yet across all of the mainstream media, but I mean, people need to give Anthony Joshua no, a little I, bit more I, credit. I
1: absolutely give him credit for that. Um, because he's not at hiding same, either. At he's the, in the at, media. At the same time, oh, of course not. But, dude, he is a, a gem of a person. I am not, like, I would love to meet him. I would love to sit down and talk to him. And I think that is partially the reason why the media is really, like, on him about this. But we have to admit that he there's a lot of flaws in his game. And if he does not address it, here's a bigger thing that I think people are not taking into account. Anthony Joshua was brutally concussed that night. You get dropped four times. You're concussed. It's not like, oh, he's fine. He's not concussed. I've said this on this show. I've said this many times outside of the show. You and I have had private conversations about this. If he does not take close to a year off, nothing is going to be different. His chin is going to continue to be suspect and he's going to get hurt. And then he's going to be no better He's going to be this era's Frank Bruno. That's it. And if he loses, he's going to be a great. He's going to be a great fighter. Somebody who will always remember. But we boil down to it: he and Frank Bruno. He's not Lennox Lewis. He's Frank Bruno. Let let let's keep it a buck.
0: But I mean, you can't say that yet. No,
1: no. But here's I I did. That's what I said. If he takes this L, that's what I'm saying. If he comes back and he loses again, then he is. If he wins, oh, then you know we can figure
0: this out. But what if he takes another L? Then he decides to take some time off. And The reason come- I'm
1: worried about him, though, is because, yes, let's say he takes some time off. And can he still salvage a career? Can he do certain things? Yes. But somebody who has been as propped up as he has, I'm th- truly worried about mental state I, we have seen fighters and again i'm i'm basketball is different but look at martel folks for for philly once your your confidence he's is, in orlando now he's in orlando you see what i'm saying like yo once your confidence is shot it might never come back. And especially in fighting. And that's why I'm going to be honest with you. I think it is a bad idea to do it at Madison Square Garden. Because he's going to walk in there. Seeing all the same things. And he's going to walk into that ring. And he is going to look and see this Mexican champion coming in. Listening to Nipsey Hustle, and, and you know with the crowd. Who is now going to be on his side. Dude. Those, 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 the, he's going to doubt himself, and I think that that can lead to something uh bad. But, um, oh, and we're talking about the price. Eddie Hearn said he only wants to pay Ruiz 10,000 or 10 million dollars for the rematch, right? That's what Eddie Hearn said.
0: I be- actually believe 10 I, I so I believe that he got five mil for they said the, he ended up getting for the- seven. Yeah, but for, uh, Seven after everything. But I at least yeah. believe his contracted rate was about five mil. And in the rematch clause, I believe it may have said something to the extent of you get double, which would be 10 mil for the right. rematch. So Andy Ruiz can say everything he wants. But if this is actually contracted, I mean, Eddie Hearn doing his fucking job. Ain't no negotiation. Uh, 100%. You got to take yeah, this 10 mil going to give you.
1: I, 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 I'm confident in the fact that Al Heyman is on the other side now playing, playing the game with him. I feel like he's going to be able to squeeze out a little bit more. Yo, check it out. Let's take a quick break. We're going to continue with this conversation and we'll be right back here on The Fight Podcast. Remember, The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Yo, Serge, what is fitness mentoring? So check it out. If you are not into the Chicagoland area and you do not have the opportunity to get the amazing meals handmade by chefs right here in Chicago, you still have the opportunity to work with Sage Eats. Sage Eats Fitness Mentoring. You get paired up with a coach and they actually help you derive a four-week workout program specifically to your goals, needs, and wants. No matter what it is, the coach is going to be right there to help you with all of your goals, no matter if you're trying to get jacked, no matter if you're trying to get lean, no matter if you're actually even trying to just look better naked. So Sage Eats Fitness Mentoring derives a four week program specific to your goals. Your coach contacts you once throughout the week where they have an opportunity to go ahead and give you your recommendations to help out with your nutrition as well. As pretty much give you week weekly progressions for your current workout program sage eats fitness mentoring gives you everything that you love about a personal trainer without having them actually looming over you at the gym check out sage eats today www.sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 15 percent off of your first three months so, check us out. We're also on all social media platforms at Sage Eat Chicago. Obviously, check out the Fight Podcast at the thefightpodcast, TheFightPodcast.com. Podcast, And check out Surge on Twitter at SurgeVicente and at the Surge Vicente. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Cannot wait for you to join the Sage Eats family today. All right, without further ado, Let's get back into my conversation with Brandon Camille. Man, I'm telling you man, I'm super Puerto Rican. I definitely wake up every morning just have my second little cup of bustelo. You know what I'm saying? i would be out here making my my bustelo espresso in the morning. Cuz I, you know, that's this why how you think Puerto Ricans get up in the morning and start salsaing off the bat?
0: Shit, I got my iced coffee from Uber Eats like the rest of America. <laughs>
1: man, I'm getting nice shoot. I I bro,
0: out I, here I was
1: barely getting out of bed this morning. <laughs> Dude, I, I I'm I already got it. This I, I literally got a little pot of
0: espresso in as we were sitting here. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh, I, I cannot move. How am I gonna <laughs> do this? How am I gonna do this episode? I need some food. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh man, it, it be like that sometimes, man. It really, hey, yo, Saturdays. I know. Uh, I had a uh, uh, – I, I, they want try to get a conference call with me. Um, tomorrow morning. At eight a.m., I was like, "You want me to have a conference call at eight a.m. Sunday morning? Yo, y'all kick rock sideways. I'm sorry, I can't have that happen."
0: <laughs> Working man,
1: you know what I'm saying? But okay, so look, um, let's finish up this convo about um, Anthony Joshua and Ruiz. Um, where would okay? So in terms of what he should get paid, if he is contracted only ten million, look, if, if that's what it is, he's going to be able to get it much more from here on out, right? Pro, pro, that's totally win, right. win Especially if you win. win or lose. He's going he's a household name. But I'll be honest with you, if he wins, if and when he wins, because I thoroughly believe he will win the rematch in, in easier fashion than he won this fight, um, if he wins, he becomes a US super. He is going to be a huge superstar, and I'm gonna be very honest with you. I am so intrigued by the Al Heyman Bull I am so intrigued. By Deontay, the Browns, by Wilder, and, and, um, and, and my guy, Andy Ruiz Jr. Reason being, what better matchups, what bigger matchups are there in boxing than black versus brown? What bigger matchups in boxing are there between black America versus Mexico? You know what I'm saying? That is a huge selling point. And here's another the cool, the thing about it Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder like each other. They legit have respect for one another you know what I'm saying there's no beef there and both of them are do- they, they, they just love to compete they're just like let's like, we're going out here for legacy we're doing it I think that fight in, in the future is going to be extremely compelling um, and I think Ruiz is going to end up being a huge star he's gonna he gotta, he's gonna have a snicker contract he you know um, what's it called big and tall stores are gonna start sponsoring my man you know he gonna have all the, the dope Fashion Nova extra large is gonna go ahead and get him going it's gonna be ridiculous my man's has it. He's gonna be great. So um I am a huge fan of
0: Louise. Um nice little, nice little rob on Jimmy Kimmel this week. Great.
1: And he looks he looked fly. He looked great yeah. on there, man. And and that's another He, he looked
0: he look like New Money. He looked like New Money,
1: but you know what? Hey yo, he 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 was rocking Gucci socks when he was fighting uh Joshua. Did you was peep really? that? I no, I did not. He had Nike boots on with Gucci socks.
0: That's hilarious.
1: Yo, like so my man's is like he, he's a you know and also think about it he's rocking the jordan 11s in the in the during the weigh-ins like my man got some swag like i look he's an la boy i, I fuck with him i really do i really like my man's so, you know um you know he got that whole vato mentality also like look my man's is he, he's he's the truth um this is my only thing buster douglas in his next fight against Vander holyfield they gave him 20 million dollars for the next fight that happened in 91 i feel like you know things have changed i feel like the price of certain things is you know has blown up since 91 so i feel like if that's what the market offers i feel like he should get paid that that's why i think um ruiz should at minimum get paid 30 million but if it's contract already there's nothing you can do I'm not mad because he will eventually uh, uh, receive that. So, um, but, and also I like to see him get paid 30 mil and I want to see that at the Staples Center so he can legit. Oh, if, if Joshua felt like it was rough going into Madison Square Garden where he had 6,000 fans, UK fans there, if that's at the Staples Center, (laughs) good luck. Those Mexicans going to be out there holding it down.
0: I mean, they're going to be out there regardless now that they actually Got expect pick. their guy to win. Yes. But, I mean, hey, look. Brits, they travel. Don't matter. You can have that, have that bitch in, in the middle of the ocean. They, the Brits there. will be there. Yeah, man. <laughs> they will be out there be chanting there.
1: and jumping up and down. Hey, all my whatever they're, they're speaking, singing all kind of country songs. But, uh, look, it's going to be great, man. Um, But, look, I want to get into this this card. um. You hit it on the head, and I think we both said we th- this was a good card. But this card, in my opinion, it, it 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 showed up. I thought it was an entertaining card from top to bottom. I think there were some great performances from top to bottom. Um, but you and I also disagree on a couple of the the competitors in that, and I want to jump into it. Okay, so just not going into the matchups as a whole, as like individually right now what is your ranking what would you rank this this card from we're talking about giving a a grade from a through f what's your grade
0: a give it a a solid a i give it a solid a especially for boxing when you take away the sound quality which fucking the zone has to work on like that shit is not cool bro it Um, it, it was bad it was that's very bad that and, and a lot of people don't even realize that and Sergio kind of ruined me because he, <laughs> he put me on because like it's it's like once once you notice you can't unsee it you can't unhear it but uh, I'm like yo why my rear is not working my, my satellite speakers they don't have it configured for surround sound and you don't have ring mics I'm like brah this is a fucking huge event for y'all not to have your shit together come on now but the quality oh. of the fighters
1: the quality okay so I'm with you. I think the event itself, I give a solid, solid B plus. Right? I think it was a great card,
0: dude. I think it's a great card. What? 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 Like, what would have given it the A for you?
1: What would have given it an A? And again, I don't. I I didn't want to get into matchups yet, but I feel like a couple of those matchups, if they had talent that was mirroring, because again, if we look at for and again, if it, so, I, I wish if the talent for each fighter. Was a little bit closer, then I'd have been like a hands down a. But there are some fighters that were on that card that I'm like, man, th- these were these this was just a coke can that you guys put in here to get beat up, right? Which is totally fine, it's understandable. I thought again, still the card was amazing. A B plus is a great fucking card. You know what I'm saying? I'm not shitting on the card at all. I just, like I said, if a couple of matchups were a little bit more even and it was able to see a little bit, like, I could have really gotten invested in it, it would have been a solid A, hands down.
0: I think you rank it in A if you weren't such an MMA fan.
1: Possibly. Possibly. I'm yeah. not I'm not taking that away.
0: Yeah, M- MMA MMA puts on some amazing cards. And Speaking from- of which, today right here in
1: Chicago, the card that is today here on paper, oh my God on paper it's a plus it's ridiculous and that's what mma does pay-per-view cards they're like yo we gonna put from who's on on the card oh man you have two championship fights The 135 pound champion uh not the champion because the 35 pound champion had to vacate because of he he popped for everything that big baby miller popped for so he got kicked out and now is that that, tj dillashaw tj dillashaw got kicked out so Marlon the Magic Man Morales, is who who is the number one contender, is about to fight Henry Sujudo. Henry Sujudo is an Olympic gold medalist. He's the 125-pound champion. He's moving up in weight to fight against the number one contender. The number one contender in two other organizations has all the belts, and he's knocked—he's destroyed— people who are not supposed to be destroyed in the UFC, right? That uh, f- for a belt is amazing. The the uh, the Coleman event is Valentina Shevchenko, who I thoroughly believe is top 10 regardless of gender pound for pound she's that good and she's gonna fight jessica i who is from ohio extremely tough bad chick i got to hang out with her one time she's super cool i still think she's gonna get beat up um that's gonna be an amazing fight as well um you also have a mini tournament at the 135 pound bantamweight division in uh in the ufc so you have six out of the top 10 guys at 135 pounds fighting um in this you have a legitimate uh, number one contender fight with your boy, Algernon Sterling out of Long Island holding it down out of Long Island doing his thing Uniondale stand the fuck up yo come on Al- now I, I, number again, one pound he's, for pound <laughs> he's, he's a number he's another guy who I actually have spoken to recently I'm trying to get him on the show Aljo is a beast a great guy trains out of Matt Sarah uh, Jiu Jitsu out there um, he also again trains with you know uh, uh, Sarah, Sarah Longo he's incredible he is in my, thorough, my humble opinion the most improved fighter in 2018 he got torched by the aforementioned Marlon Moraes, who's fighting for the title to, uh, also. He got knocked out with a nasty head kick in the very first round um, against Moraes in 2000, at the end of 2017. He went back to the drawing board, and now he's on a three-fight win streak and has looked incredible. I, I And I'm be honest with you. He's one of those guys that I was like, damn, I don't know if he's going to be able to get over the hump. Seeing him now, oh, my God he can win the championship in that division and I could actually I could damn near put money on it that after he wins this fight he's going to get a title shot afterwards which will be incredible and honestly it will be a pick fight between the two so that will be incredible if he ends up winning that so that's the number one contender fight between him and um, Munoz Pedro Munoz who just knocked out Quoted Garbrandt, who's a former champion in that weight class. Great fight. Then you also have um, a, a, a one of those old vets in Jimmy Rivera. Another dude out of New York. He's trained out of Tiger Showman out there. My man's Tiger
0: Showman still
1: going strong, doing his thing. And he a Boricua from out there from New York. He's great. Twenty two and three. He's one of those old vets. He haven't fighting. around. Yaya yeah, yeah, was coming up. Um, who is a bad motherfucker in his own right? Twelve and one. This is again. The card is absolutely stacked, and the people's main event is Donald Cowboy Cerrone against Tony Ferguson. Dude, this yeah, card—that's a, that's
0: a raw fight. Even I know that.
1: Dude, this this card. Think about it. This card. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you have Nina Ansaroff, who's the girlfriend and in number five ranked 115 pound woman in the world fighting against the a, a woman who I thoroughly believe is going to be one of the pound for pound greats in the game in Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez is somebody who I have a, a, a place in my heart for because she's somebody who was the, one of the best wrestlers in the world. She was going to win the gold medal in the Olympics. She ended up getting cancer and it stopped her from fighting for a number of years. I obviously have a sore spot for a soft spot for that because that's exactly what happened to me. She got bigger cojones than I do, obviously, came back and is still grinding it out, and now she is this what she's the, the number one honestly in my opinion number one in that weight class so it's going to be it's an incredible card from top to bottom look i just named like seven fights that are fire on that card you know what i'm saying so on paper it's incredible and i thoroughly believe that it is show up ufc salute to you guys sean shelby dana white all the matchmakers to, to bring in a card like that to my city thank you that you, you're hyped for this card Oh, dude. From top to, and I don't get a twist. I'm not hyped for all the cards, but this card is legitimately ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing I do like about MMA is how they stack the cards. And with the DAZN card last weekend, I I, I think in terms of boxing, it was a great card, a step in the right direction. And they showcased a lot of talent really laying the groundwork for the future of the platform. Um, Guys like, I think it's Boatsy. Mm Mm-hmm. He looked solid. I, solid. I'd, li- I'd love to see a little bit more of him defensively, but I mean, clearly he knew Yo, that he didn't he have was much coming back. The hammers moves. on that dude. Uh, he looked, he looked like a robot. He did. Like he, he he looked sec- surgical in there. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he looked he, great, man. Not a lot of head
1: movement. Not not a lot needed. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, so he, look, the card itself was great, man. But in looking at the card, in your opinion, what was the best fight of the night?
0: I'd say the AJ fight. You mean the Ruiz fight? The, Ru- the Ruiz fight. I mean, it was the AJ <laughs> fight before the fight. It was the Ruiz fight after the fight. <laughs>
1: uh, um, I, I don't. Uh, actually, I think the best car, the best fight on the card, and I don't even think it's that debatable. If you actually go back and look at the card itself, um, I think it's the Katie Taylor fight. Yeah, I, and, and I, I, I think that Katie Taylor Delphine uh, Person fight. Um, was phenomenal that car that i think should have been a draw at best if not uh person should have won that fight um it it was it was so good technical both of them very very well-schooled very technical those were two championship level fighters and that's what i was saying if the entire card because i thoroughly believe that ruiz joshua we didn't know most people didn't know it, but yes skill level for both of those guys was on that level the Pearson um taylor fight was on that level and the rest of them didn't have that where two fighters were on that same type of level you know what i mean and that's what that and that's how that's the only reason i give it a b plus but to me that was the fight of the night it was incredible man all right in your opinion what was the biggest disappointment of the night
0: Biggest disappointment. Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: pretty boy Kelly. I thoroughly agree, one hundred percent. Pretty boy Kelly. Um, he fought. He's nine and nine and nine zero oh and one now. He got a draw against the new Ray Robinson, whatever this dude calls himself. Against not that Ray Robinson. Yeah, straight up against not that Ray Robinson.
0: Great. I, heard not, else. I, saw, I heard someone else call him that. I, I was dead.
1: Yo, that's <laughs> hilarious. But look, he
0: ended up getting. Beat up and they gave they gave him a draw. All right, I I, I don't think he got beat up, but he, it, with his fighting style, you're just like he he seems lazy at times because you 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 know he can do much more. Yeah, and he takes long lows. There, obviously, he fight he fights a lot with his hands down. If he could get, put a, a little bit more consistency within his game even with his hands down he can win these decisions and even maybe get some of these guys out of there but he fights in bursts and takes very long lulls in between those bursts in addition to the fact that he's already fighting with fighting with his hands down and the more activity that ray robinson put on him and the more he came forward he doesn't have to look good he was not landing the shots that josh kelly was landing but the activity, the, exactly. his work rate—that you—that's going to get the, get a lot of rounds in the eyes of the judges. When you're just taking these long lulls, it's very easy to forget a beautiful shot that you landed when you're not following up, and it's followed up by pure activity um, and pressure by Ray Robinson. So I, I don't know if it's a stamina thing with him, but I mean, I, the thing no one doubts that Josh Kelly can beat Ray Robinson. It, it's more along the lines of just why didn't you? Like, you can and And again, that's
1: why I look at him, and that's why I was so disappointed. A couple weeks before, we spoke about um, Devin Haney. That, what Devin Haney did to his opponent is exactly what you're supposed to do to somebody of that caliber. That is what Josh Kelly was supposed to do to, to not that Ray Robinson, okay? That's what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to go out there. He's supposed to torch that dude and keep him moving. But, um, I mean, not but, to throw disrespect I mean, on Ray's name, but... If you're that talented, if you're the guy, if you're supposed to be that guy and, and we're starting to prop him up to he's supposed to be the next guy, right, for Britain, you're not supposed to get a draw with that. Not that Ray Robinson. I'm sorry. That's why Correct. he, in my opinion, was, in my opinion, the biggest disappointment of the night.
0: And I would agree that it was the biggest disappointment of the night. But at the same time, I think Yo, Josh Kelly's
1: Britain, the British
0: were hurt that night, boy. Oh, wait. wait whoa, Ooh, whoa. Whoa. My goodness, hey, they hey, hey, hurt hey that listen, night. listen, 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 listen. It, it, it's one guy that wasn't hurting, and we 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 actually it's a couple guys that weren't hurting because Boise, he's from um over there as well. Of course, but I'm talking about like in the grand
1: scheme of things, in their the, biggest the- champion and their biggest prospect didn't do what they're supposed to do. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you are going to stop disrespecting Callum Smith. I can't take it. I cannot take it.
1: No, dude. I, what did I say? I didn't say nothing, anything bad about Callum Smith yet. Well, you said it, you said it was a bad night, and he looked damn good. Okay, so let me. Oh, Bro, you you're not paying attention to the nuance of what I'm saying. I, I in hear the grand you. scheme of things, the biggest guy and their biggest prospect didn't do what they're supposed to do. They had a couple bright spots, of course, but in the grand scheme of things, what do you think they care more about? Do you think they care more about uh uh Joshua getting knocked out knocked out or do you, your Caleb Smith get beat, beating the guy he was supposed to beat? You know what I'm saying?
0: yeah no I, I totally I totally hear you I hear you I just think that, I- I'm
1: not putting any disrespect okay? and, and again we can get into this in a minute because I have a question about him in a moment but before I get into Callum Smith I do want to ask you this because we both agree that the fight of the night or no we don't agree but I think the fight of the night was Delphine versus Katie Taylor after this draw and we've seen it in your opinion Who's that best female boxer in the world, man? We had, now there's a discussion, which I'm really excited that we actually have this discussion now on who was the best female fighter in the world or boxer in the world. And now we can actually say, who's better? Clarissa Shields, Katie Taylor, or is it Delphine Persoon? You know what I'm saying? Like, we actually have that discussion to be had now. After seeing what you've seen out of the three, who do you have at your top?
0: Well, you're not going to convince me that Katie Taylor or uh, Pearson is in the same sentence with Clarissa Shields. Sorry. Um, Clarissa Shields just had her undisputed fight and was no challenge at all. And you can't push, elevate people on the pound for pound list because other people show that. You know, they're not as far away from the pack as we initially thought. Clarissa Shields still deserves to be pound for pound number one by far. She's undisputed as well, and no one has even come close to challenging her except for Hannah Gabriel in round one. But outside of, outside of that, I mean, yeah. her career has been super dominant and there's no reason not to call her pound for pound number one. Katie Taylor, maybe not because we see that, you know, other people can challenge her. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that with Clarissa Shields yet. I, I really need to know how far Clarissa Shields can come down her weight, because I'd love to see that fight.
1: Yeah, man. No, I I, I I was trying to the more I looked at it. And again, I, I thoroughly believe there's an argument to be had. A lot of people had um, Katie Taylor at. The number one spot but after this performance I can't have her there Clarissa Shields is I think clear cut now the number one pound for pound fighter in the female division um, and honestly it, I need to see that Delphine Person fight again Delphine Person is 43 and 1 she hasn't lost a fight in 10 years she's been fighting in essentially obscurity she was out there legitimately her last fight selling tickets herself to get paid and she's still out there doing it. And what she did against Katie Taylor, who I think is extremely skilled. And she is. Gold medalist, really skilled. We've never really seen her. We've never seen her lose a round. And for her to go out there and get lumped up a little bit against another top of mind, I think we didn't see, we didn't know how good T- Delphine Persoon is. And um, and I'll be honest with you, this, it, it's, it was a discussion. But look, man, I'm with you. Katie, uh, I think Clarissa Shields is number one, man. Now, to your boy. Now that we saw, you know, Caleb Smith winning this past weekend, Gennady Golovkin also fights this upcoming weekend. And I think we both agree, even though Gennady Golovkin's uh, opponent, um, Steve Rolls, he's 19-0. Steve Rolls at 19-0 only has 10 knockouts. Uh, I was able to go back and look at some of his film. I'm not saying that the guy isn't skillful, but I do believe that if he he's not, he's not quick enough and i think he doesn't have enough power to get triple g off of him so i'm just going to assume and i hate to do this but i'm gonna assume triple g gets through him relatively easily right i think we can both agree on that yes
0: yeah 35 years old i mean he's not necessarily the youngest guy there's a reason we haven't seen him thus far i mean 35 i believe he's 30 35 37 i'm talking about steve rolls
1: yes 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 yeah i I mean
0: he's not he's not the youngest guy i watched some of some of his highlights he didn't do anything to me that seemed super impressive guys that are going to give triple g problems um that are not named canelo probably need to move a little bit more than i saw him moving it's not like he's not like he's not a flat-footed fighter but he's not um demetrius Andrade. no and he also
1: hasn't doesn't have anybody on his resume worth even mentioning
0: uh, yeah i mean it, maybe that's not his fault you beat who you beat who's in front of you i guess but i mean there everybody nobody wants to say like that triple G is going to roll through this guy because we just saw Andy beat Joshua. So nobody wants to say it, but I mean, I'll say it. What else? He's going to scuff this dude. All right. So after he scuffs this fool, we, 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 we,
1: okay. So going back to this after seeing your boy, Caleb Smith, and I'm gonna say your boy. All right. Again, I keep on saying he's good, but you don't like when I say the way I say it, I guess. So (laughs) Caleb Smith, triple G, What's the next fight that's actually going to happen? And more importantly, who deserves that fight with Canelo
0: next? I'm, I'm saying You said Calum Smith or Triple G? Who You're deserves?
1: The, who? What fight do you think is actually going to happen next with Canelo? And more importantly, who deserves the fight with Canelo more?
0: Canelo is not a quiet man. Um, we know the names that he wants to fight. We know the divisions that he wants to fight in. I ain't hearing about Callum Smith and Canelo is right. Don't say that man's name. Stay away. That's a dangerous fight for Canelo. Callum Smith looks dangerous. He's a very he's tall, rangy, can punch, can hook. He that's a dangerous fight for Canelo. Not to say that he can't get through it, but he it's he should take the third fight with Triple G or any other fight before he fights Callum Smith. Um, uh, And unless like and and right now there's not a, a lot of demand for it
1: exactly and, and that's why this that's where i am with it um yes take the fight with triple g you'll make boatloads of cash in the um both of them will for the trilogy and then we can finally put this behind us um because i think canelo gets through uh triple g um and I think that we need to give Caleb Smith some Give he needs to have another fight on um I think he should be the co main event for that, that that fight. We let's get some eyes to him. Let's nah,
0: he, he gotta unify. He gotta unify. It's so it's it's that's, a lot of good opportunities I, I, to unify. I,
1: I, I understand that, but that's how you put they they did a great job of having him all as the co main event for this fight. Now people are kinda are starting to pay attention. Let's give him another fight,
0: let him unify. Now who, who who'd you rather see him unify against Caleb Plant or Billy Joe Saunders? Oh man,
1: my American bias is gonna say Caleb Plant because I I, I really really like Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant is a white boy, but I look at Caleb; he's one of us. Like I I like Caleb Plant man, um, a lot.
0: He's definitely black as fuck. <laughs>
1: yes, he's one of us. Yo, I love Caleb Plant. Um, I think that's the fight you do because he, he, the American, and you know what? Billy Joe Saunders, I'm going be honest with you, as great as I, th- I think he is, we, you don't know if he's going to make weight. You don't know if he's going to get popped for PDs. You, you, there, there's always a wild card with him. So I don't want to set that fight up. Now, it'll be a great fight for England. But if you're trying to get to this American market, if you want people to actually know who he is, let's make that fight happen. And guess what? I'm going with my boy Caleb Plant. Go with Caleb if that happens.
0: I mean I would want to see the Billy Joe Saunders fight first I think you put like I I still don't buy into the whole test he popped for simply because it's something that they allow in the UK wasn't allowed in the US he did pop but it's not I I don't think it's as cut and dry as some of the other instances and just for the fact that we know what it's like in the UK and maybe from a promotional standpoint you do want to get him a bit more exposure to the US audience but That's the only from, a box, I took that. from a box from a boxing fans perspective Ooh, that hey, Billy we, Joe we are. The they are gonna blow the top off that arena. That Billy, Saunders,
1: that Billy Joe Saunders, that Billy Joe Saunders Caleb Smith fight is fire. They're if gonna that actually blow that top oh, off. Dude, and, and oh, Billy Joe talks shit with the best of them. He is so entertaining. Yo, those gypsies, him and his best friend Tyson Fury, those two boys are entertaining as hell. They look like they, both of those guys remind me of Brad Pitt from uh, the movie Snatch. they that that's who they are. They they epitomize that type of dude um but if we're trying to make sure he is a global star you want to bring him to the american market you let him fight caleb plant now the dangerous part about that is those top three guys in that weight class billy joe smith plant yo it could, any given day that those fights can go any different way so you got it's a gamble it's a gamble for either of them taking those fights,
0: but that's
1: what should that's happen. What that's, that's what we want. That's what it is. That should happen. We want them fights. Let's have those fights happen, and and I really hope that those come to fruition. So to answer the question, um, the matchup we deserve, just because I want to get this fight out of here, it's it's triple G. Let's let's have this fight. Let's let's get this this past us, and let's keep it moving. Um caleb plant will be incredible and caleb wants those fights too i i I love that dude man he he's really one of the guys that um he's one of the good guys of the sport he's entertaining and he has such a great style great great fighter man uh great great story great story great story man all right um do you have anything else to say about these oh uh do you have anything to say about Caleb? anything
0: any of these uh, any of these fights um, the card uh, like I said I, I think Boatsy looked amazing he's definitely someone to look out for in the future jo- Josh Kelly even though he got out of there with a draw he's still probably only 10 fights into his career yeah. um, still a lot more to see from him obviously Callum Smith looked great we need to see that Katie Taylor rematch so hopefully um, she's down for that because I'm sure she's going to have all no, the I, I, uh, Katie, Ka-
1: Katie Taylor says she wants that back Katie Taylor was like I didn't like the way it, go- it went I want to run that back yeah, Katie
0: Taylor's a dog. She's she, uh, a dog, there, bro. There was an exchange in the fight. You know, maybe someone tripped. It was something, something stupid. Where, where you see uh, boxers touch gloves, and uh, Pearson went to touch gloves, and Katie Taylor was not with the shits. She's a dog.
1: No, I love, She's I love a dog. Katie. I love Katie. I love her fighting style. Um, she cracks when she as she could actually crack, and and this is what I was talking about not too long ago, man. And I know we were, and it's not that you were shitting on women like in their power and stuff like that, but you're starting to start, and, I've, and the reason I I was backing women in that in that regard because i've seen women in mma and i'm like oh yo women put other women down like there are some girls who can really crack out there and now i think in boxing we're starting to see women who sit down on their punches and land bombs you know what i mean katie taylor can really crack um and uh i i do she's she's fun to watch she's a dog it's great great to go um let me see all right I'm going to go with this t- I'm going to skip around a little bit because I want to talk about this before we finish up with some fun all right because we going to finish with some fun American officially splits with Virgil Hunter what are your thoughts on that?
0: I don't care okay i Um, I, (laughs) i'm sorry i just just don't care much about americon right now the only thing that americon can do for me before he calls it a day is just finally make that fight with uh i i'm forgetting buddy's name over there kelbrook i'm gonna be honest with you man um
1: i i think he's searching for answers and i think he doesn't understand that the problem is him it's not a trainer um Virgil Hunter is one of the best in the game Um, I'm always worried about fighters when they switch trainers and that's why in a rematch with Canelo I'm worried about Triple G because he's not with Abel Sanchez anymore you know what I'm saying people don't I think uh, at times I don't know man people don't give the game plan and certain certain coaches and certain trainers the love that they deserve Virgil Hunter is one of the best in the game Abel Sanchez is one of the best in the game you know what I'm saying? These guys are are incredible, and um, and once you start seeing these guys start to move around, especially in the twilight of their career, it's never a good thing. So I'm not that happy about that one for them. But you're right; I don't give a damn. But this is how I want to finish up today. I want all the smoke, and somebody else who wants all the smoke. And my humble opinion is a fool at first i didn't want to give him any love i didn't want to acknowledge his presence but i think we have to Stephen a smith this fucking guy he has and we talked about this um earlier in the week if after we 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 all know about his butterbean comments with um all of his butterbeating comments and stuff like that is disrespect of andy um ruiz jr my i i I had a problem with it but i could have forgiven it if he went on the show the following day said i was wrong if he if he nutted up if he manned up and said yo i made a mistake you know i didn't know who he was and i and i spoke out of my ass right i think people would show him love but we forget He's a troll, and that's exactly what he is. Brendan Shaw of Below the Belt podcast I saw on Showtime said he saw him at the Deontay Wilder fight, and he said it was one of the most strange things he's ever seen. He said most people who are quote-unquote celebrities walk around. They might wave to somebody, but they keep it moving. They said Stephen Nay relishes in it. He says Steve Nay is walking around. Hey, big time. What's up? Yeah, I'm the man, and he's just going down the list, arguing with people back and forth because he feeds off of that negative energy. He feeds off of it.
0: I'm gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna interject here. I listened to the same Brendan Schwab inter- interview, Shaw, and he Shaw, was Shaw. Brendan 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 Schwab. Uh, apologies, and um, I'm not the biggest. Was... I'm
1: not the. Bi- now, let me even say that I'm not the biggest Brendan fan. I'm not. I but think I he love- talks out of his ass. But th- I think in this one, he made a really, really solid point.
0: Well, I, I. I... Took something different from this the conversation. He was basically saying that you see a celebrity, boxer, athlete, you know, whoever, someone you see on TV. People may want an autograph. People may want to take pictures with them. But with Stephen A. Smith, they watch him debate every single day so on uh, argue through, yeah. through, through multiple p- platforms. Mm-hmm. So people see Stephen A. and they just think back to whatever take he had that they didn't like and they want to debate with him yeah that's that's their picture that's their autograph that's his form of, course, uh, of engagement of with his fans yeah i so agree with that it's not a it's that's what he has to do he has to debate with people because i mean that's how he engages with his fans if he doesn't then he he looks like an asshole
1: yeah um look i i, I get that totally um but going into the point again it was more so his divisiveness and what he feeds off of right that's that's where i was kind of getting at with it he goes out there on the show he crushes everybody and then he has a clip and i don't want to play the entire clip um but he goes out there and even canelo alvarez addresses um him and canelo pretty much says in all practical purposes you don't know shit about boxing, right, that's what Canelo says, Andy Ruiz even tweets, yo, bro, like, (laughs) damn near, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying, Um, and he goes out there, and in fact, let me just pull up Andy Ruiz's tweet and Canelo's tweet, just so that I could actually read it for context, but um, it, it was one of those things that once you look at it, right, to sit there and just completely trash a fighter and then double down on shitting on a fighter i think is uncalled for right i think it's totally uncalled for um and the fact that he sat there and i don't know if you saw this he went up there and when he was talking about um i don't know why i can't find andy's tweet but um he went out there and even went talking about canelo's he started like talking like he's going to fight Canelo. Canelo, what are you going to do? Huh? What? I can say whatever I want. Blah, 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 blah. And you're talking like to these great fighters. And this is what Stephen A. I think doesn't understand. He's accustomed because talking about fight sports is new to him. They really haven't done. This is, this is essentially new to double down and to shit on fighters. I think he, this is these aren't sticking ball sports. They will come find you. That's a, And he, people have to understand, and all MMA media has been talking about it this week. They're like, Stephen A., you need to cut it down. These fighters are cut from a different cloth. If they're calling you out on Twitter, that means they're a step away from coming and finding you where you are. And they'll put hands on you. So I understand having a hot take, but to sit there and, and, and be as bolsterous and as aggressive to fighters who are Dude, doing what you do every day. You made a hot take. They disagreed. They're calling you out on your bullshit. To sit there and actually say, be a man. Be a, be an actual man, you pussy. Ooh, and actually ooh. say, Stephen A. Smith is a pussy. Bitch ass dude. To sit there and actually go out there and sit somebody who's never dribbled a basketball in his life. Somebody who's never, yes, he played. Here's the thing. He even said it in college, he didn't even, he averaged like two minutes a game. All right? Let's put that out there. He went out there. Also, we look at we look at it and we say, you know, you've never thrown a punch in your life to sit there and shit on fighters. I, I'm not here for that. I'm definitely not here for that because the reason I am not here for that, and I know I'm on my soapbox right now, but I'm not here for that because. You don't, he's not taking the time to put himself in that position to disrespect Ruiz and say he's butterbean and not look at the skill set and to and just sit there and say, You guys aren't listening to what I say. What I said was, you know, you took that fight away from us. Well, yes, that fight was taken away from us, but why do you have to shit on Ruiz when your beef is with Eddie Hearn? Shit on Eddie Hearn. Don't talk about the man. And then when Canelo comes to somebody's thing, sit there and say, yo, Canelo, you ain't shit. What you going to do about it? How are you going to say Canelo? What you going to do about it? What what are you going to do? Because we all know if Ruiz, Canelo or any of those fighters were in his face, he'd be on his knees, you know, giving him toppy. Get out of here.
0: I wouldn't say all that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not this Stephen A. critique that you are. I actually, like Stephen A. I don't didn't like his take about the fight, but I do understand from a casual fan's perspective baby that, back that bitch that he was angry at the fact that he felt like Joshua blew the blew the fight that we all wanted, which was Wilder Joshua. Which I think that's still on the table, especially if Joshua gets his belts back, just because he Absolutely. took a, took a loss. The fight can still be made. 100%. Now, hundred percent. Stephen A. is a journalist. He's a member of the media. And if he doesn't get as aggressive as he's been, then he's not Stephen A. Smith. So I'm OK with him doing this. And if fighters want to debate with him, I think he welcomes that. He's had intense debates on TV. Um, I don't I don't think he minds that he embraces it. So, I mean, if a fighter because can't a troll, if a fighter cannot control themselves with a member of the media, if you think that a, a MMA fighter, a boxer is going to get into a debate with him on twitter and they're going to feel so compelled that they come and find him and try to touch him up in person well i mean does that person really need to be like really need to be fighting out Stephen a is probably 60 you, you just gonna go beat up a 60 year old man because he says something on twitter come, Stephen come on a
1: Stephen a smith is like 45 all right so let's let's start is, with is that he, one. yeah he, he's, he's definitely like he's not even 50 years old yet i'm pretty sure he might be his 50. hairline is 60 his hairline is 87 uh <laughs> but here's the thing man and 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 my biggest issue is this i'm fine with the original hot take the original hot take in the moment you're hot about it dude do what you do say what you got to say that's fine 51 okay see but but you know what i'm saying but don't sit there and the fact that he doubled down on it like yo be a man Be a man the same way that he tries to hold everybody accountable. Because that's what he does. He tries to hold everybody accountable. Say off of the weed. All that nonsense and stuff that he does. Trying to tell people to keep themselves accountable and have integrity. He's proving that he doesn't have integrity. Especially when it's a sport that he doesn't understand. So when it's a sport that he doesn't understand. He goes out there and just his defense is to just throw stuff out there. So it's not as much that these fighters are going to kick his ass. Because because they will but it's the fact that you've made a mistake own up to your mistake don't double down on it and i think people will respect him more how much more of you respected Stephen a if he was after because i I was fine with the original i I thought it was whack but after that to sit there and say my bigger issue was when he tried to come at canelo
0: what he was responding to Canelo, and I, like I said, I understand where Stephen A. is coming from here because his Pussy. the reason why he's doubling down is because he's not doubling down on, his on the fact that I he that he made Andrew Wee seem like a bum. He's doubling down on the fact that. He's saying we all, because of this loss, are missing out on the event that we were promised. He's angry at this boxing idea that fights need to marinate as opposed to happening immediately. So he's not necessarily mad at Andy Ruiz. And so when Canelo snapped at him and he's like, you know, basically you don't know boxing. He's just like, "I I don't care. That was never my issue. Like whether Andy Ruiz is good or not wasn't really my issue to begin with as much as that may have seemed uh given the context of his tweet he defended he's saying that like whether andrew is good or not like that's not my issue my issue is we're not going to get the the deontay wilder joshua fight that we initially were promised there are different and ways I understand to understand that
1: there's there i understand that also and i understand the reason we understand we know his name is because of whom he is right we understand his name because of the hot takes and the certain things that he does. The, the reason I always liked Stephen A over a Skip Bayless is because I always felt like Sk- Stephen A, there was a level of respect among him and the athletes. He would call you out, but it was on facts and figures, and I respected that. And he he, he it was never—it was the show— but it was, you know, it, it was a show, but I'm going to hit you with some stuff. Skip Bayless was the guy who was just the troll, right? I've lost respect for Steve A because he has turned into that same troll. And I think that is extremely disappointing. The tweet that Canelo Alvarez said was, yet another skeptic who allows himself to be swept away by sheer ignorance and fanaticism, without the slightest idea of what the sport of boxing is.
0: You, uh, you going to give him the original tweet?
1: I'm not saying that in Spanish. No, nobody uh, gonna pay attention. I, 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 <laughs> I could, it's like, I say it in Spanish if you want me to, but I'm not. <laughs> but, um, but the the fact that he that he goes out there and says that and he and he made a point, and then he then the way he tried to do it because it was English and Spanish, and Stephen A went out there and was like, well, it wasn't you that wrote it. You don't speak English. Do fuck you, man. Like he wants to get the point across. The same way you have, you have the, the the ability to speak English. He does speak English. He probably didn't write it. So he probably said, I want somebody to say this. And yo, type this out for me. There's nothing wrong with that. But so to shit on him for not speaking English, bro, yeah, I didn't like we're better all. than that that's like Like, you know what i'm saying like that's how you're trying to come at it you're shitting on somebody first of all you shit on somebody because of his physical appearance that's neither here nor there i can deal with that but then afterwards to double down and to sit there and say you ain't you ain't about that life you don't even speak english dude
0: yeah I, I don't like what i don't, I don't like you? when people are debating and like because you're losing a debate you just take it off topic exactly. like go go for something personal that's that's, that's that bullshit. that is a bitch move
1: that's and, and that's why that's, i'm like after that that for me this is just me personally i told like i'm done you're a bitch total pussy Stephen A. Smith I hope I have the opportunity one day to debate you because I will call you a pussy in your face you pussy because the the, the fact that you're going to go out there and to sit there and say when you're losing a debate to not have facts and figures, and to sit there and take it personal—nothing more says that you have lost the debate than to go low like that. Um, that is the lowest form of intelligence, and all it did was justify everything that Canelo, Alv- uh, Canelo said, and so, and the same thing that Andy Ruiz said. Also, you're ignorant, and um, and being—and here's another thing that pisses me off: you're a black man in America, you're gonna shit on somebody who. Is you don't understand because you're not like them you don't speak the language or you don't get it so you're going to try to throw them under the bus guess what fam they, people been doing that to us for millennia you wouldn't be cool about that would you so now because he's Mexican he speaks Spanish you feel the ability you, you feel the need to go out there and do that Stephen A. Smith is a clown for that and I've lost all respect for him not for the original comment more so for the double down in this regard Oh, I was, I'm done with him
0: yeah i i didn't like that the taking shots at canelo in terms of like writing his statements and whatnot that was a bitch move like if you want to debate canelo if you want to say his take is wrong like that's fine but like trying to take a jab at him potentially not writing his own tweet was super weak like he could have used google translate
1: for all that's what i'm saying for all i know he probably did that you know what i'm saying so to sit there and say that man um and if you've listened to Canelo speak, Canelo is even though it's in Spanish, it is very eloquent. He's he's all there. Canelo is not a dumb guy. So him saying this, this
0: is this is Canelo's words. You know what I mean? And that Man, Canelo's also fucking rich. Is, is like rich as fuck. Way richer than Stephen A. Smith
1: you know so exactly man so and again that that that's that that's my beef with with Stephen a um we can talk about this a lot and i think we've definitely given him more play than he deserves that's this what he wants he's part of the conversation and i'm sure he loves it um but I, i'm disappointed in him i'm really disappointed in him for attacking a brown man being a black man in this country um it was weak it was soft and i think he this is one of those things that he has continued over time since skip bayless is left to lose credibility and to me this is this was this was a breaking. and this is the brother the bro camel's back bro you not only do you not know shit about boxing you don't know shit about any combat sports we should not allow people like him to even speak on it until they actually do some research
0: I, I i hear you i mean Steve, Stephen a I, i'm not as down on him as you are i, t- I typically like him but I, I didn't like what he did um with canelo and i'm trying to pull up those tweets now and i'm not necessarily the, which one the uh, uh the one he said yeah so the one where where he took it where he took a jab um about him writing his own tweets or maybe that was no, that, no, a that video that, that was, a, that was on, uh that was that was on his radio show Okay That was on his well, radio show On ESPN say, He said yet another yep. skeptic Who allows himself To be swept away By
1: sheer ignorance And fanaticism Without the slightest up there Of what the sport
0: of boxing is First of all Tell your people To be careful About talking about me That way pause,
1: pause, that second, that, pause that for a second Pause that for a second What are you, what are you gonna do S- Stephen A What are you gonna do what, if, if these fighters Decide to come at you What you're you're And that, that was my issue You're challenging A fighter you're literally challenging it. First of all, before you do this, you you better... What, what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you should be absolutely terrified talking to Canelo like that.
1: Dude, here's the thing. <laughs> His whole team could
0: scrap. Don't get it twisted. It's so, like uh, a-, a Reynoso on you.
1: You know what I'm saying? So go, go, ahead, go ahead and can, can you continue the clip. But th- that's If you that's don't the speak thing.
0: fluent English, you don't write fluent English. So I'm assuming somebody wrote that for
1: you let me say this to you real quick once again i didn't
0: say anything about the fight
1: what i said was we're looking forward to a mega fight everyone's salivating for wilder versus anthony joshua y'all made us wait because boxing is the one pause sport that, that real does quick that. pause that real quick when he says y'all made us wait ruiz didn't make him wait his beef yeah, he, he should not, never have been with Ruiz. You should never start and then doubling down, talking that shit about Canelo. Fam, you made a mistake. He should have said, you know what, guys, you were right. My beef has never been with that, and I shouldn't have said that. How easy would that have been? I shouldn't have said that. Canelo and them, you guys are right. Eddie Hearn, and then turn that aggression to Eddie Hearn. He literally had that aggression to Canelo and everybody else who attacked him for being a dick face. That's my issue. You can finish it up. It's, it's, it's almost done anyways.
0: I mean, I, I think that was the most relevant part, yeah. more so about him, him, the way he initially called out Canelo. And then the fact that he randomly wanted to take, take a shot of whether Canelo writes his own tweets or not. Like, yeah, KD, I, I just felt like that, was, don't got felt burner like that accounts? was unnecessary.
1: It wasn't necessary, fam. So, look, I, 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 the Stephen A. Smith, for that, you're trash. You're trash. I, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Like that that was ridiculous. Like I'm totally cool. I don't watch first take anyways. Only time I ever watch it, I just watch the highlights when it's something that I'm interested in. So
0: you need to get him get them on the show. Get him on the show. We can talk to them live. All right, dude, you know what? I'm gonna shoot my shot. I am. We might I'ma as well I'm gonna
1: shoot, shoot my shot. I will. Um and
0: uh don't don't let Stephen A come over, <laughs> come over here and cook you in a debate. <laughs> Stephen A cannot cook me in a debate.
1: They, honestly, the only debate Stephen A can cook me in is probably basketball because I don't pay attention to it as, as, as much I, I, as he I got, got your back. Yeah, he probably, you know. He, I got your back. I, I appreciate that. He probably, like I said, basketball, he got me. When we talking about combat sports, there's nobody on this damn, nobody cooking me in combat sports. That don't happen.
0: It's not It's not always about knowledge because, I mean, debating is a, a skill and there's tactics that he uses, like the one he tried to use against Canelo. So that's how he can wiggle out wins in subjects where he's not as well versed. Exactly. So, I mean, it, 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 it's possible. But, I mean, I, I would love to see someone like Stephen A. come on here and just have a conversation and maybe even potentially admit that he was wrong for trying to take a jab at Canelo, uh, trying to call him out for not writing his tweets. Exactly. Now I don't mind him doubling down. And he did double down that he's angry at Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn. Anthony Joshua because he feels like it's his fault because he lost Hearn. He to never Anthony.
1: called out Eddie Hearn by name, though. He calls
0: he out he all the he other he calls out all he calls out
1: the fighters. Dude, this ain't this ain't even on Anthony, it's even on AJ. He called out every fighter, he called out everything, but the only person he did not call out is the person who's actually behind this, in Eddie Hearn, you didn't feel like calling out the white boy, did you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think you have a point.
1: He called out every black dude, he called out every brown dude, but when it came to the, the white guy who actually who was on t- who was in charge of this, he had he he kept his mouth shut. Yeah, that's why I don't respect him. That was
0: trash. E- e- everyone's not perfect when your whole life is under a spotlight, but he was wrong. He was, he was wrong. wrong. He was absolutely he was wrong. wrong.
1: All right, man, we've given this had enough enough of our time, man. This tonight we got Triple G going at it. it. Is also on the zone again. The zone does
0: Triple G-, G fighting the shadow.
1: He's fighting the shadow. It's gonna be it's <laughs> gonna be fun to watch, um, and we'll break it down again. B, my guy, thank
0: you as always. Is there anything you want to say in closing? Oh, uh I'm, I'm doubling down on my own take of uh, fuck Linda Farrerstein. Uh fuck that's where I'm Linda at Linda Farrerstein, I
1: second that motion. And uh, you know what I'm saying because we all out here we we get our rappers rules of order on so I'm gonna second that young motion and uh, and, and, and keep keep
0: it a buck. So and we uh, doubling down. R.I.P. Emanuel Stewart.
1: R.I.P. Emanuel Stewart, one of the greatest to ever do it, man. One of the the the, the biggest influential characters in the game of boxing, hands down.
0: Uh, I used to love him, love to hear him commentate.
1: Oh man, he he to me he's the voice of boxing. He really yeah. he really was and he has been for a long time, man. Brandon Camille at Beat Camp Thirteen holding it down out there. Thank you for joining me this Saturday morning out of Boston, my guy.
0: Yes, sir. And, we'll do this uh, again soon.
1: Long Island's very own.
0: Oh yeah. Let's go, Jermaine Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, he gonna win tonight. Don't yeah, worry sir. about it. Yes, you sir. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> All right, my G. We'll wrap with you, man. Salute. All right, bro. Peace out. All right, there it is episode 120 i'm your host serge vicente that was my conversation with our weekly contributor brandon camille always a pleasure to have him on the show um as we know this weekend yo it's always fire with some of these cards um obviously we have the ufc 238 that's right here in my hometown of chicago we also have The Triple G fight that will be on the zone, so check both of those out. I'll be right back here, episode one twenty one to break both of those and all things fight podcast fight related um this upcoming weekend also if you have an opportunity please check out when they see us by every duvernay look this isn't a plug man this is just i believe is great content great television if you have an opportunity if you want to learn something new check it out and we spent like the whole first half hour talking about it so i definitely want to go ahead and break that down so Thank you all once again for listening. I I love you all. I appreciate the time and I will see you next time right here on The Fight Podcast. Remember, The Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at SageEatsChicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off of your first three months. Check out Sage Eats on all social media platforms at Sage East Chicago. Check out The Fight Podcast on all social media networks at The Fight Podcast also check out the website www.thefightpodcast.com and follow me Serge Vicente at Serge Vicente at obviously the fight podcast and if you're on twitter at the Surge Vicente love you guys catch you right here next time peace out